0: He claims to this day that he doesn't remember, he remembers walking into the back of the kitchen and getting a cup of coffee because he had had several, uh, Tom Collins, I think, or something like that. And he said, he, he said, I'm not normally a drinker. I had a few drinks. I was having a good time meeting people and I needed to sober up before I went home. I went back in the kitchen. I got a cup of coffee and I saw a woman in a polka dot dress. He said a blue yeah. and white polka dot dress.
1: Now, does he? I never spotted anywhere where he calls out the woman in the polka dot dress. I, yeah, I think I that's. He, he says girl.
0: that's the last thing he remembers. Well, I don't know if he said polka dot dress. You could be right. I know
1: that. that. I mean, I'm happy to get into the polka dot dress. I just never heard him call that out specifically. Again, the
0: cons, the fun, the conspiracy okay. hey, is. Yeah, he's walking. He
1: sees along. a woman in a polka dot dress, and that introduces herself. I'm the girl in the polka yes. dot
0: dress. <laughs> and then he doesn't remember anything right. from that point yeah. till they're literally strangling him on the floor yeah, and taking wakes, the gun out of his hand. Yeah. And he doesn't know what he did. He's like, what's, I don't know what's going on. And, um, to this day, he sits in a jail cell in, in California. He's the longest held prisoner in California history. Yeah, And he claims that he doesn't remember shooting Kennedy. dots in my head never saw it coming and I can't remember what I did drink or maybe two I wandered in to a busy room my head was spinning I lost the time and I got confused Senator never meant you harm I just but thinking How good you are Alright, welcome. Welcome, Dave, back to the... Thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> Conspiracy
0: Dad podcast. Yeah. Did you enjoy the last one?
1: I did. Yeah? Yeah. At least half of it.
0: <laughs> we are uh, actually recording this time, so we won't have to like... pretty exciting. Go back and do this over again. <laughs> it was great. I think uh, I got a lot of good feedback from people. Um, I think it's like anything... You kind of start, you find your pace after yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't say we were bad. I just think that we there were things that in the, in the moment of making sure that everything was working right that I think we skipped over that I thought we could go back and maybe just recap some of the JFK mm-hmm. story and um, maybe some things we missed. And then inevitably that rolls this into the RFK story because obviously they were brothers and... Be strange to think those two uh, situations were isolated completely and had nothing to do with one another, just happened to I don't know. both get shot in the head.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know any other sets of brothers that were both assassinated in a very public not, not way. Not so publicly. I can't think of any others that not I Not that were
0: president and running for president. And yeah. Yeah. So. One of the things that this past week, I I don't know why I never watched it, but it, it struck me is, I don't know if you knew this about me, but I have a degree in journalism from the very prestigious University of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember I was completely a sheep back then. Like just, I mean, just, I was a sheep. I don't know. The TV told me something and I just like, well, this was, this was what the TV said. So. <laughs> Um and I remember being in a journalism class and I had a, it was taught by the dean of the school and he was actually really good. And I didn't think about it till this week when something popped up on my YouTube but in that class he started out telling us about in 1975 there was a journalist who had a really um successful and compelling morning show and was kind of poised to be like the next big news guy. And next, Walter Cronkite. Everyone loved him. He was really good, really engaging. And then in 1976, he did a broadcast, uh, uh, an I don't know the right word for it, but like a series on the JFK assassinations, and was almost immediately by all of mainstream media called a kook. A conspiracy theorist okay, yeah and he was really like run out of town and like not taken seriously by anybody in mainstream this media the and doctor this was this
1: was the, the name of Phil
0: no that oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, was way before then uh he he would have had his hair back then yeah, probably yeah. it was uh Geraldo Rivera
1: I think so sorry I don't we'll stick no okay tell me what you think I thought you were gonna bring up didn't he do a thing with he did a thing where he was looking in caves for something. He did that he did too. A okay. I think so he did a it's... series of wacky things after. Okay, but this was, he was on a trajectory of like a Matt Lauer. Yeah.
0: And, and I remember in college kind of not understanding what the professor was saying because I was a sheep and I was kind of like, well, of course, if you did yeah. a broadcast on well, Kennedy, crazy like
1: crazy people do that.
0: Yeah. You're a conspiracy nut and you're out of the, you know. And then now I'm thinking, I think that what he was saying was a little deeper, my professor. Which was, yeah, there's some things that you know, if you touch these subjects, you could yeah. uh, you could be put on a list. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of warning us, like you yeah. know, there's a there's a line that you don't cross, and that line was JFK. And I think now, if you go back and look at it, I found it on YouTube. It's not a wacky broadcast. It is he's interviewing Lee Harvey Oswald's mother. Okay.
1: Not crazy. Well,
0: maybe crazy, but definitely somebody that should be interviewed. Yeah, at this point, interviewing saying, yeah. Jack Ruby's sister um, again could be crazy, but it's not like like these are firsthand witnesses. Right, yeah. These are people that actually knew people involved, and he's asking them about their you know interviewing Jack Ruby's friend from the nightclub that says that he kicked Lee Harvey Oswald out of the nightclub before the assassination. Obviously that he had had some sort of interaction with him and said, don't come back in here, you communist or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could be a lie, but the point is if you watch that broadcast with Geraldo, I think it could be a case study for the development of the weaponization of the word conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. And that he's a perfect example of, I don't think he asked any ridiculous questions. I think that he, he gave everybody a chance to say their piece and there was, some pretty wacky, I mean, Jack Ruby's sister wasn't, I mean, she's funny. I mean, it was, but uh, it was definitely, uh, I don't know the right way to say it, except it was just, I don't think it was nuts. I don't think that it was the kind of thing that you'd say, well, your career's over, you know?
1: Yeah. It's not like you had astrologists on, right? No. And he was asking them wacky questions. I hear what you're saying. Going to family members, immediate family members. Yeah. Going, well, did you see anything like this? you know, any signs of this. That's not crazy.
0: Yeah. And then he was just straight to Fox news after that. So (laughs) no, I think he had a good, I think he had to do a lot of things where he got to Fox news. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's definitely a wacky, like now, I think he went down a trajectory of, uh, I don't know. Wacky is not the right word, but he is. I mean, the big mustache and I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely got his style that is not, it's, it's contrarian. It's mm-hmm. definitely asking not always tough questions, but just provocative, but also kind of a grift, kind of like, you know, yeah. you're just
1: looking for clicks. A little bit of a character of himself. Yeah. Uh, of a caricature, excuse me. Um, kind of like hyperbolic, but Jerry Springer would be another exactly. example of that yeah. where he started yeah. out as a relatively straightforward interviewer. And then the more he started gaining interest for these like Was he I didn't
0: know did he do like a real like an
1: interviewer? I just know that his daytime talk show was not what it turned into. Like it started out as more of a Oprah regis and Kathleen hmm. style and then It I- doesn't get the ratings not- unless you're Oprah. Yeah, until you start having fights on your panel, then you I can mean go, she even
0: okay. had little people on her show and she did the things she didn't want to have to do, you know. <laughs> she worked her way up. She had to she didn't she didn't always yeah. have the, you know, the big gig. But I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I I watched it, the 76 broadcast and I had not actually ever seen that. And I have to say, I I mean, I I don't see, I didn't see anything in it that I thought his career should be over because of this, except that he did connect Jack Ruby to Cuba and to people in Cuba and even former CIA. uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he operatives, he'd worked with CIA, but you know, even at the end of the interview, He lets the guy talk. And then he says, well, like even to his face, he says, we do have to say that you've been convicted as a felon. And although you worked for the CIA as an agent and a double agent, you know, you're you're he said something along the lines of you're not a believable source because you've been publicly known to lie. Mm -hmm. And even the guy said, yeah, it's true. I've been, you know, which you don't really see a lot of that even today. You know, someone just clearly called someone to their face, even oh, in a way right. he said it in a way where it wasn't the guy didn't like fight him. He was just kind of like, yeah, I'm not being mean, but you have been convicted of right. this. So yeah. your credibility is a little, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yeah. Makes a lot of sense.
0: I don't know. So what else? We were, we were saying we want to cover some of the things from JFK that we maybe missed to springboard into J to RFK, And one of the main things was. Jack Ruby's psychiatrist, and you 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 knew about this from a book um, called Chaos by mm-hmm. Tom O'Neill. Is that right?
1: I think that is right. Yeah. Tom
0: O'Neill, and it. I didn't know it until um, I think you told me earlier earlier last week, but that uh, there was a guy named Lewis Jolly West. I think mm-hmm. you could look up his. It's, it Jolly was a nickname, but right. he was known as Jolly West, and he was a very well-known psychiatrist. And the part of it that I didn't know was that he was head of uh, psychiatric medicine at University of Oklahoma from 54 to, I want to say like 60, somewhere in there, which is where we're from. So that was what, you know, the book that Tom O'Neill wrote about it in Chaos, he finds uh, evidence that, Jolly West was working for the CIA for his entire career. And that actually what he was doing was a program called MK Ultra, and they were developing, the CIA was trying to develop, um, what would you call it? A super spy or like a, an assassin, super assassin, somebody who would commit an assassination and then be able to be scrubbed of that memory or, or commit it unwittingly you know, go into a trance or something and right. using things like L S D to see if they could come up with the formula mm-hmm. to do this. And Jolly West was he admits in the letters in Tom O'Neill's book that he was developing that technology at OU. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, made uh, me think like, well, that was my hometown. I wasn't alive then. But like, were there MK Ultra operatives running around Norman that I didn't know about?
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe a couple of them got loose <laughs> off the reservation. Um I just kind of happen back across this, but this is in the book, uh, chaos where there's, uh, he had an experiment on an elephant. Did you hear about this? No,
0: go ahead. I just realized they didn't have the thing set on auto. So they've oh. only been seeing me this whole time. That's probably for the best. I'm sorry, Dave. It'll uh, switch here in a minute and they'll see you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's see. Dosed, uh There he is. Yeah. Dosed two elephants. Um, so yeah. what, did, what did you do at the them? Lincoln park zoo in Oklahoma city? With uh, LSD in 1962, he dosed two elephants. Um, really? Um, yeah. Looks like. What did they do? <laughs> well, at least one of the elephants didn't respond well and uh, expired.
0: Oh, no so, kidding?
1: Yeah. Um, Can
0: you see. imagine if somebody did that today?
1: Yes. Yeah, that's,
0: that's, I mean, that's worse than killing a president. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, you're not supposed to test on animals, especially. So that's in a newspaper that he. It's on the wiki. Yeah. I mean, it's. He tested LSD on elephants. A couple of elephants in Oklahoma city uh, at the Lincoln park zoo.
0: Well in chaos, Tom, Tom's book, he, um, he talks about, um, letters going back and forth with, I forget who it was at the CIA. There's, there's a connection there. He was, he he was over all of that, a a doctor that was over all that program. But uh, yeah, he was, he's saying like, oh, we're making lots of progress with formula or whatever he was working on to develop this assassin MK ultra program. And then from there he was moved out to UCLA and same thing kind of came in, Mm -hmm. was in charge of the psychiatric department and, you can read Tom's book, but uh, it is
1: wild. Yeah, my recollection from the book is that, yeah, I mean, he played it pretty fast and loose with these experiments. Um, I mean, it's kind of one of those like, well, not surprisingly, this guy liked partying with the college girls, <laughs> giving them drugs all the time. <laughs> Turns out maybe he was a lot of perks. hanging spending some extra time <laughs> with them outside of the experiments and stuff. It wasn't all in the pursuit of higher education. Yeah. So um, he's an interesting character uh, in that book. And yeah, this, I mean, just directly under LSD related death of an elephant, there's a section on Jack Ruby. So um, just interesting. Like you said, weird tie in. Well, even like, I don't know, two, three weeks ago on
0: um, Tucker Carlson had a bit on JFK because again, that was when the Biden administration didn't release the files again. And he he goes into that and he's, he's talking about just raising that question. Like why was this guy, the doctor to yeah. assigned to Jack Ruby of all the doctors in Texas, you had to fly this guy down from Oklahoma and he's also the guy who was working with the CIA. like you it's It's obvious there was something going on it's a weird thing
1: kind of just another connection between so you've got Jolly West, who is talked about in this chaos book about um about Manson. this whole chaos book starts off with a uh, a conversation between the author Tom O'Neill and manson's Vince, prosecutor
0: oh uh... Busili? Bu- Busle- I can't remember the last yeah, name.
1: Yeah, who gets involved the in the Robert Kennedy trial.
0: I haven't got to that point in the book. So, i only like halfway through.
1: Um, well, but they don't get into that in the chaos book. My point is over the course of this last week as I'm getting into Robert Kennedy, this Bugliosi pops up mm. in the Robert Kennedy story. And so it's just one of those like, well, why is West getting tied in over here with Manson? Yeah, and-
0: I think they were running that program MK Ultra into the mid 70s when they had the church committee hearings and they had to stop supposedly. I mean they don't do that anymore. They don't do that anymore, yeah. of course. So that is shocking like if you didn't know that that Kennedy is shot by Lee. Lee is shot by Ruby. Ruby is rushed away to a hospital. The only person who really had a lot of contact with Ruby is Jolly West. And when Jolly West comes out of the hospital from visiting with Ruby, he declares that he's had a a mental psychiatric break and he's completely insane. And that was kind of, is all downhill from there. And every time they tried to interview Ruby, he was out of his mind and he was going on. I mean, it's disturbing details. He's talking, like they're trying to talk to him, interrogate him, and he's having like fevered hallucinations about children being murdered outside of the courtroom. And like he's, they can't use any of it. He's obviously out of his mind. And one of the things actually in the Geraldo Rivera uh, expose or whatever you want to call it, um, the, fr- the guy who is friends with Jack Ruby, who comes on, he's a, he's like a comic who was an MC at his club. And he's, he's saying that he, vis- he claims to have visited Jack Ruby after he shot Lee. And, uh, he said something like that. Like he's, I, he was, he was just not making any sense. He was saying he was, he didn't feel good. He was saying they're giving him all kinds of injections and he doesn't know what it's and he was just, just crazy. And, but that key thing, giving him all kinds of injections, it's like, yeah. well, they were giving him something and I, I don't know, seemed really important then when Jack, that when Jack Ruby was ever asked a question, he was out of his mind yes. that needed yeah. to be a thing. Right. Which maybe he, maybe he did just happen to go crazy, but maybe, maybe not. So just in buttoning up the JFK thing, I don't know, you could, we could stay on that point for a long time, I guess. There's just so many things that you could go into. It's just like, how many things have to be there before you start to just go, look, there's something there, you know, like how many coincidences line up before you just think this is absurd. The story is stupid. I don't know what happened. I just know that that story is stupid and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever.
1: Yeah. One thing that I've spent some time thinking about this week is uh, you'd think that in some ways, if the CIA is uh, sophisticated enough to have like a Jolly West go in and turn people's brains into mush and And if the CIA can do things like create a Manchurian candidate, there are things in both of these Kennedy assassinations where you're like, well, gosh, if they were behind this pretty sloppy work in some areas, Mm -hmm. you know, so that I think is what makes it hard sometimes to completely buy into a conspiracy theory is like, God, if they were sophisticated enough to make one thing happen, how did they get so sloppy over here? It's it's the
0: thing that like I always... Um, you you always go back and forth on it because like you have this like I don't know if it's a meme or like a like the idea like every anyone who's worked with government knows like yeah it's not good work I mean that joke it's yeah. it's good good enough for government work yeah. you know and you go well you know it, there's times where I think is this intentionally put out there like this this sort of um a appearance or you know, like pretending to be incompetent so that when things go bad, you can always just kind of, "Yeah, I don't know, government, no one can keep a secret. What are you talking about? Yeah, You know, and then you're always caught in the middle going like, well, I don't know. They had the Manhattan Project and they didn't leak anything about that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people were involved. So could you keep a conspiracy? I think so. I think that there are people that um, are polygraphed regularly. There are people that sign, there's people that sign, you know, they sign up for something that they believe in mm-hmm. and they may, they might be in a place where it's like, look, I know that the story that they're told is not the truth, but they also know it's for a greater good and they're just not going to say anything. You know, it's, I don't know. I mean, is, is that good or bad? Um, we're not in a position to know cause we don't have the information, you know? Yeah. It's just like hope. <laughs> <laughs> hope that it's all worth it. I mean, like to my point about JFK was like, well, maybe the CIA had a good reason to take him out. Even if that's not something we all want to think about. Yeah. I mean, maybe he wasn't a good guy. Um, that is another point though, that um, it's very difficult to look at the JFK story now because I think the media and the Democrat party in general They've kind of turned JFK into something that he wasn't now. Like he's a saint now. He's 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 the you know, at the time I don't think he was as popular or as uh impactful as we like to remember him as. It's like when a band breaks
1: up. Yeah, yeah.
0: And um you know, I think a lot of people hated him, a lot of people liked him. Uh he's definitely a saint now and it's like you can't say anything bad about him. Um so I don't know our our vision of the past. It gets distorted with nostalgia and you know lies. <laughs> so, RFK. Um, I don't know that you could probably look up the dates. Could you could look up like a rough outline real quick, sure. but I'll I'll just go through the story for anybody that doesn't know. If you're like completely new to the topic, um, after Kennedy is assassinated, Robert Kennedy is still Attorney General, and there's a lot of discrepancy between historians and conspiracy people and mainstream media about the relationship between Johnson and Robert Kennedy and JFK. And uh, it's anywhere from Johnson was a saint who loved Jackie Kennedy, like a sweetheart. And there's nothing, he never did anything wrong to uh, he obviously killed Kennedy and they all hated each other. And he was a bipolar alcoholic that, you know, just did all kinds of terrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there's that spectrum. <laughs> and I find myself somewhere in the middle where I think he was a complete, you know, I was going to cuss and I said we weren't going to cuss on here. Complete not nice guy. Uh, but to say someone's not a nice guy doesn't necessarily mean that they would assassinate the president of the United States. Not the you same know? thing. Not right. exactly the same thing. I don't know if Johnson played a role in Kennedy's assassination, but I do think that it must have been incredibly awkward. The relationship between Robert Kennedy and Johnson after the fact, whether it was hostile or just weird, because he was the attorney general. So it's like, you know, the number one suspect would have been Johnson. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, well, who's, who stands to gain something from this Uh assassination really? Well, that guy. Um, And so I think eventually Kennedy resigned as attorney general. And I believe for the rest of Johnson's presidency, he didn't have an attorney general.
1: Oh yeah. I couldn't say for for a while at least. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, I think think Kennedy took a little bit of time off.
0: He took time off. uh, He he traveled, ran
1: for Senate. Is that right? Well,
0: people wanted him to run for vice president for Johnson. Mm -hmm. And there's discrepancy about that story about, you know, People were saying, and John, and that Kennedy looked at it as a way to get back in close, like keep your friends close, keep uh, your enemies closer kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's true, but I do know uh, a lot of people wanted him to run for vice president and, um, or you wouldn't run, I guess you would be appointed or something. I don't know how that works if the vice president shot, but I don't think we had a vice president for a while or no, we didn't have a um, attorney general. And I don't know what happened with the vice president. Maybe they didn't even have one. I don't know. But either way, he bec- he ran for Senate in New York and oh, won, right. yep. and um, then eventually gets to run for the presidency. And that gets all to the Ambassador Hotel in California. Mm-hmm. And do you have the date on that when he ran? Is it
1: 73? June. Uh, well, the Ambassador Hotel? Yeah. When he was that
0: actually assassinated.
1: Is uh, 68. So oh, 68. Okay. June 5th, shortly after midnight. So the, the event is june 4th but the i mean and it was
0: the presidential nominee for the democratic the, party correct yeah. in california
1: right yeah so kennedy had just come from oregon which didn't go very well for him gets to california and wins the state for the democratic primary so it's now he's on a trajectory uh most accounts are that now that he's won California and he was kind of neck and neck with McCarthy, like this kind of locked it in for Kennedy. Like you are going to go, you're now the democratic candidate and most likely going to win the presidency. Um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. That's of course, when you're watching some of this documentaries similar to Jack Kennedy, they like to call him. Um, now Robert's the same, right? Same thing where they're they're like, he was going to win presidency. Um, I wasn't there, so I don't know, but they do have a few cuts of people that, yeah, plenty of people did not like him at the same time.
0: I think that Robert Kennedy, I think it's fair to say he, yeah, he, who knows, but very likely would
1: have become president. Looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. He had a lot of support. Some would say he must've been looking like it a lot more than some people wanted him to.
0: And I don't, I don't, I don't know about, um, I don't think that he's quoted as saying this like on the record, but there are a lot of people who say that they heard that multiple times that Robert Kennedy said to Johnson, I'm going to run for president. I'm going to find out, I'm going to reopen the Warren commission. I'm going to find out who killed my brother. Mm -hmm. And if he did in fact say that to Johnson, definitely. I mean, it's changes the equation a little bit. Yeah. I never heard
1: that specifically, but more than one account is that yeah uh, as an attorney general it's kind of in his blood to seek out who done
0: yeah that. and as i understand it he was he was a good prosecutor like he was um in many ways that's why their dad joseph wanted um robert to be attorney general mm-hmm. because he was kind of a, a real straight shooter you know, he prosecuted a lot of their family friends. Like he was, he was not like he was, he pissed off the the mafia. He pissed off a lot of their judges that his own family had like in their pocket, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that he wanted him in that position because, um, uh, Jack, you know, John F. Kennedy was cool headed and he was the, he was a cool guy. He was the guy that could charm everyone, but he was also sleeping around with a lot of women and, Pretty wild, not a not a real reliable guy in that sense, and so that was kind of the strategy was, you know, Robert Kennedy there to kind of keep an eye on his brother and watch his back, and so as a prosecutor, yeah, I'd say he seemed to be not corrupt. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think the American people he had a lot of trust. I think yeah, with the American people, that's true. So, yeah. what happened next?
1: What happened next? <laughs> 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 um, well, he, uh, yeah, they. The polls come in. he's won the the Democratic Party in California. He goes up, gives a short acceptance speech, kind of a celebratory, thanks his dog and then his wife <laughs> um steps off a of stage and he's getting escorted. He's gonna go do a press conference kind of a late night press conference mm-hmm. to you know go on to talk about this uh what he's just won. Uh, That's when he's escorted into the pantry, they call it, or the, you know, the kitchen area of this ambassador hotel. Um, And then all hell breaks Yeah, it's, um, we could
0: backtrack a bit to like, imagine this is a movie. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're in Kennedy's, you see a back profile with the audience and he's giving the speech and everyone's getting excited. Cut to sidewalk and a lonely Palestinian man walking down the street, (laughs) scuffling his feet. Kind of looking for something to do, and he sees a sees a poster. No, he sees a newspaper. I think oh, that's man. like Kennedy wins Democratic primary, and then uh, somebody walks by and he says, "Where are you going?" He's like, "We're going to the ambassador. There's a big party because the uh, you know senator won." And so then he he says, "Oh, sounds like a good time. I'll go. go. Come check it out. I love Kennedy. I'm gonna I'm gonna go check it out." <laughs> he's that's what he said. And so then uh, this uh, this lonely. Kind of, uh, what's the best way to describe Sirhan? Kind of, uh, y- you wouldn't pick him out of a crowd necessarily. No, he, like,
1: he doesn't strike me as if you go into the cafeteria, he's not the kid that you trip when he's walking to his table and make his food spill, but he is in the corner by himself at a table. He's trying kind of, not to be. Yeah, noticed.
0: He's he's a little sheepish. He's a little,
1: yeah. uh, he's a- awkward, but <laughs> anyway so he but he's not so but he's not he doesn't stand out in such a way that you want to you know he doesn't strike me as the type that would he's, have been a, he's a good looking guy uh-huh. he's
0: not he's not like weird looking
1: no right yeah he doesn't awkward. have his, yeah
0: um maybe he, maybe he's socially awkward but i've listened to a lot of interviews with him and he, i don't think he's socially awkward i think he's very um when he's speaking he speaks very uh he's emotional or like, he's, he's very matter of fact. Like he says, he's, he's really uh, locked into the conversation. Um, so not like, um, I don't think you could say he was socially awkward. I'd say he's maybe, I don't know socially awkward is the right way. He was odd, but not odd in a way that like, he couldn't make friends. I think he could mm-hmm. make friends. He was the kind of, he seemed like a normal enough guy. Mm-hmm. Fair enough?
1: Fair. Yeah. Not Definitely not charismatic. No. But- Yeah, he wasn't off-putting. I mean, one of the things you get from the couple of guys that were holding him down in the struggle right after the shots are fired, I mean, the accounts are he uh, seemed pretty calm and he had really peaceful eyes. Like, that was Mm -hmm. more than one account is, you know, like, his just his countenance was not all that malice. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah, a couple of interviews I watched. Yeah, his demeanors.
0: So... The story is, and I'm painting with a broad brush. If you're really interested in, there's lots of documentaries about exactly what happened. But essentially, Sirhan Sirhan is this kind of, you know, shy Palestinian man who he goes to the Ambassador Hotel and Kennedy's giving his speech. He makes his way back into the kitchen and he's drinking a cup of coffee And then as Kennedy's being escorted out of the ambassador through the kitchen to leave, Sirhan Sirhan follows him in there and walks right up to him and shoots him. Um, The number of times he shot him is debatable because some people say, you know, five shots were fired. Some people say eight shots were fired. Some people, you know, some people say more. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, that's when you get into the funny business. about the, um, the idea though, uh, you know, it's it's just really hard to know. It's similar to the to the JFK story in that a lot of the evidence has gone missing from the actual scene of the crime. Yeah, the evidence that would like so number of bullets fired. I think it was a five shot revolver, eight. and so it's it was an eight shot. Okay, so if there were more than that fired, obviously that would be a problem. Yeah. And there are people that claim there were more than that fired and that they were lodged into a door jam in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And then for some reason, the FBI removed that door jam and they destroyed it because they didn't have space to keep it or something.
1: Yeah. I I think it was the LAPD. Oh yeah. That's right. Destroyed it. Yeah. Yeah, It was one of those where, yeah, exactly. It's like Kennedy's brain.
0: You're like, don't you think you want to hang hang on to that? Hang on to it for a a a little decades. I don't know.
1: One of the, yeah. One of the hearings I heard, I was listening to about that. The guy said exactly what I was thinking. We just went through this whole mess with his brother. You mm-hmm. guys didn't think you might want to hang on to that door jam just in case a lot of these nutty conspiracy theories start bubbling up. Well, and you go back and like, well, maybe it's just shoddy government work. The Well, and the guy that's defending why they got rid of the doors is kind of that classic government dude. Like there was no need to keep it. We just uh, <laughs> we got rid of it. <laughs> You're like, you don't even seem invested. Maybe that's maybe it
0: was like you, you know w- when you're in the middle of something that crazy maybe it's just a certain amount of shock and like I don't know maybe you don't you don't understand the weight of it. I find that hard to believe, but maybe there are people that they just think well we don't normally keep this kind of stuff after a incident, so why would I keep it now not man. going like hey man that's big big time evidence you don't just throw away.
1: I have never been in an evidence room. I haven't either. But my understanding is that there is a lot of old evidence sitting around for crimes that likely will never get prosecuted. It's just the scope of all of them. It's hard to get through all these crimes, right? That door jam. I know it takes up a lot of room, but you know, if I'm the, if I'm the chief of police or something, I'd find a space for it in the corner of my office. <laughs> Some... I could figure it out. Right. I mean,
0: you could just take a show of hands. Does anybody have room for
1: the I just, door jam in their garage? I just and... keep going back to, you know, anytime I've been in charge of inventory, I don't want to be the guy that lost my coffee mug. Speaking of that coffee mug, yeah. the good looking you coffee go. mug we got here. It looks real nice. <laughs> um, and when I think about police departments and when I think law enforcement, I think more of a, military style pecking order. Mm-hmm. If you are in control of the inventory in an evidence room, you do not want to be the guy that goes, I don't know where it went. Like Especially with any with piece the president's of president's brain. Are kidding me? Or... <laughs> this, Yeah. Bullet fragments out of a door jam. I mean, now, specifically these bullet fragments out of the door jam, they never had those because the story goes that Wolfton, the head of the... In- investigation was seen pulling them out of the door jam before they really started collecting evidence. Hmm. Whether or not that happened there, there's more than one account that it happened, but you know, it's just at this point, that's hearsay.
0: Well, and so just to finish out the night, uh, obviously the crowd freaks out. Actually, I said on the last podcast that this was caught on video. It, It wasn't caught on video, but it was caught on camera. There were lots of photographers shooting. There's famous photos of, uh, there's a really famous photo of a man who was like a bellhop, and he was uh he was just happened to be there, and he's like yeah. cradling uh-huh. Kennedy's head as he's dying, and it's really moving stuff. But there were a lot of photographs of the incident, and there's audio recording of it that's been found now and analyzed a lot. And there's yeah. discrepancy about like oh, there's 13 shots or there's eight shots. And
1: have you listened to that? I have, yeah. It's, it's hard to It's make it's such a
0: yeah. it's it's recording from the other room. And oh, so is it, that? <laughs> Well, I think it's the house. It's the sound okay. system from the speech you okay. just gave, yeah. and you can there's mics in the room, and you can just hear the room yeah. noise. I could be wrong about that. I'm an idiot, but whatever.
1: Um, you sounded pretty well informed, I right? Think up I know up what to I'm the point about. where you said, "I'm an idiot."
0: Well, uh, you know, it's a strategy the government has. Just you always put that out there, okay. just so you can claim yeah. incompetence. If sure. anyone never
1: calls you, I told you out. them I'm. I, I told
0: you I was stupid. So if you're going to try to sue me, you're suing a stupid person. It's on person. you. Um. So anyway. The crowd jumps Sirhan, they, you know, wrestled the gun from him. He's taken away. And to this day, I mean, I don't, I'm painting really broad here, but again, you can look up the official story. This is the conspiracy podcast, not the official story podcast. So the broad story is he shot Kennedy, uh, because he was, uh, even the, the motive today is like, because he didn't like the, you know, his support for Israel or something.
1: Right. Yeah, it was, uh, um, yeah. Specifically, it had to do with some planes that Kennedy was going yeah, to... Yeah,
0: but there was also rumors that Kennedy was going to be not sending military aid to Israel. And mm-hmm. anyway, he claims to this day that he doesn't remember. He remembers walking into the back of the kitchen right. and getting a cup of coffee because he had had several... Uh, Tom Collins, I think right, or something yeah. like that. And he said, he, he said, I'm not normally a drinker. I had a few drinks. So I was having a good time meeting people and I needed to sober up before I went home. I went back in the kitchen I got a cup of coffee and I saw a woman in a polka dot dress. He said a blue yeah. and white polka dot dress.
1: Now does he, I never spotted anywhere where he calls out the woman in the polka drug dress. Yeah. I, I think I that's, talk he says girl.
0: that's the last thing he remembers. Well, I don't know if he said polka dot dress. He could be right. I know that.
1: that I mean, I'm happy to get into the polka dot dress. I just never heard him call that out specifically. Again, the cons- the
0: fun, the conspiracy okay, is yeah. he's walking. He sees along. a woman in a polka dot dress, and she that's- introduces herself.
1: I'm the girl in the polka yes. dot
0: dress. <laughs> <laughs> and then he doesn't remember anything right. from that point yeah. till they're literally strangling him on the floor yeah, and taking the gun up. out of his hand. Yeah. And he doesn't know what he did. He's like, "What's? I don't know what's going on." And um. To this day, he sits in a jail cell in in California. He's the longest held prisoner in California history. Yeah, And he claims that he doesn't remember shooting Kennedy. He just blacked out.
1: Yeah, he's still there. And I, I hope this is not too much of a departure from what we're talking about. But it just as I'm looking into all these things, other characters in this story were shot by other people. Unrelated. I mean, I'm not making a case that that's all strung in with this. But what struck me as fascinating is, um, like, for instance, where's the guy's name? Um, the governor of Alabama. That's yeah. Tied up in this story. Um, Cesar's the fan of him. Uh, he's the governor that was like pro-segregation. And, I don't know who you're talking about. Okay. There's a governor at this time of Alabama. He's uh, not a Kennedy... Guy. Hates Kennedy. Yeah, he's yeah. he's not a he's not for civil rights. Um, not related to this uh, this assassination, but he's shot five or six years later. The guy that shot him is out on parole now. Um, really? one of Kennedy's
0: was it related to the case, and that he was wanting to reopen the investigation or something like that? The Alabama governor or what, what was it the deal? Just,
1: it just struck me as odd. like I kind of just started looking into. It was weird that all these people were getting shot.
0: Well, if they so, were in, incarcerated in California, Newsom's just shoving them out the door now. So oh, is that what, it could where, where be is, like, that's that's the point about Sirhan that's weird is that yeah, where, They've, is they've he in California? he's in California and they've released tons of murderers from incarceration in California, but they won't let him go. And it's like,
1: now that's well, yeah.
0: I mean, there's people on the streets that have done way worse things. Well, I don't know, worse, killed the senator, presidential candidate. Well,
1: that's but, why I looked up specifically this governor's yeah guy that shot him, and was he got out like well, this guy's out, and then um Lowenstein, um one of the congressmen that's tied in with Kennedy, he gets shot, I think close to nineteen eighty the guy that shot him in his office, he's out on parole now, <laughs> meanwhile, sirhan <laughs> he's been up for parole multiple times. he's had he you can't know can't get out he's m k ultra people and... taking up causes for sirhan Sirhan free. C- sirhan. You got trade who got shot in the head in this whole deal. He's going, yeah. Why don't you guys let Sirhan out? Yeah, no, the guy he's still like in his nineties. Yeah. I, I don't think, mean to jump ahead he's... on all this, but when you say he's still locked up, it
0: it means it's, something because it's, it's It is, it is kind of weird.
1: The few other people that I saw from that time period that did similar things, they're all out right now.
0: Well, if they're like I said, if if it's a California thing, there's it's just the problem with they don't have enough space for all the inmates mm-hmm. so yeah could, i don't know where it could just be that they're detained
1: they're, they have to let people go but the the alabama governor when i was reading about that i thought they may have been like that governor <laughs> yeah we're kind of glad you took a shot at Everybody him Nobody liked him anyway yeah
0: <laughs> um so, and and at the top of this, this is backwards the so we way we're going to edit yeah, it, but sorry about we started, that I meant to mention, so in the in the promo for this episode, and obviously at the top, if you've been watching the song that's playing, is a song that I wrote about Sirhan Sirhan. And I don't mean to write it as a, uh, I'm, you know, I believe Sirhan Sirhan. I just thought it was a really interesting idea for a song to be in the, if you listen to his story, it's a very strange, but, uh, interesting story. And there's lines in the song that like, you know, Sir has said in interviews, like, I just, I just thought he was a really good man. He said, I I loved, he said, I loved Kennedy. He was, you know, a defender of the downtrodden and somebody that like represented Like he does, he could be like completely nuts, but he's also like, he's clearly not, he doesn't Admit to hate Kennedy. He actually says that he loved Kennedy and he doesn't know why he shot him. He knows that he shot him too. He just doesn't remember shooting him. And he just says, I'm sorry. I wish this never happened. he doesn't really necessarily directly say, I'm sorry for shooting him. He says, I don't remember shooting him and I wish this didn't happen, but I, I, I would, I don't know why I would have done what I did.
1: Now the, the, the devil's advocate to this is the, uh, this diary entry they find from like a year prior. RFK must, die. RFK must die. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I think I remember hearing some audio of him going, I just thought he was a good guy. Uh, defender of the downtrodden. Specifically, I remember hearing that. Um, you don't hear anyone say
0: downtrodden anymore.
1: You're right. You need to bring that back. Bring it back. Conspiracy dad podcast. Was, Defenders of the downtrodden. <laughs> um, probably the boomers. Fault. Just like you were talking about uh geraldo saying to the guy like hey well you could understand i got to bring up the fact that you're a convicted felon yeah i mean people talk to sir hannah sir and they're going well it doesn't look real good that you've got these journal entries that uh say rfk must die what do you make of that do you think
0: he he seemed to maybe had a private life where he hated kennedy but his family didn't noticed that and his family they just said he wouldn't hurt a butterfly like mm-hmm. they're like shocked they're really oh, sirhan yeah he's wanted for this murder um which i mean you do hear about you know people commit a crime and people kind of go i never saw it coming
1: yes yeah
0: i don't know i kind of feel like there seems to be a lot of that you know lee harvey oswald's mom's like No, like it just doesn't make any sense. He never Mm -hmm. would have shot the president. What are you talking about? And then, you know, this one too is his family's just shocked. They're like, he's, he's like
1: almost like he's kind of wimpy. Like would he shoot the president? My wife is a teacher and she's told me just in this past school year, I've heard multiple times anecdotally. She just says, well, this kid's had some trouble making good choices in the classroom. We contact the parent and sounds like kind of the mo for a parent when they hear that is like yeah, you know, yeah. It's, so he never does that at home so, never
0: shot a senator at home
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean it is that sort of thing where maybe as a parent the default response is like i didn't see that coming yeah because it's an
0: in, it's it's an indictment of, of you course. it's yeah. you know you yeah. raised a psycho that shot a senator like
1: one of the uh interviews i saw with Sirhan's brother, he says almost exactly that. He goes, "All of us in our family were questioning ourselves. Like, did I have something to do with yeah, you know, yeah. him wanting to do this? You know." So, yeah, you're right. Directly as a parent, you start asking yourself, "Like, God, what did I? What did I miss? Did we go wrong. Yeah, we do." Perhaps Sirhan's dad, you should not have beat him so much when he was a child. <laughs> um, well, and. He did have a history, okay, to
0: be perfectly fair, when he g- was growing up in Palestine or mm-hmm. Israel, I don't know what they called it at that time, but it was Israel, I guess, at that time. Either way, he was he was part of that war. And right. so he was, um, at a young age, exposed to war and, you know, whatever you want to call it, PTSD or whatever, but he he probably definitely had um experiences as a young child that would be very traumatic and might cause you to be unstable.
1: Yeah, uh specifically, yeah, when I'm making a crack about his dad beating him. Like that's one of the accounts is that his dad was abusive. Um more serious than that, I believe he saw his brother die like right in front of him when he was yeah, you know, maybe about 10 years old. So we're talking about, you're right. You grow up in a war torn country. You're a refugee, a refugee at a young age. You lose your brother and you watch him die in front of you. Your dad it ain't is good. not a nice guy to be around. Good. And then you come to United States in the 60s as an immigrant. Yeah. So that's a rough go of it at the early couple yeah, of years. Yeah, but it doesn't doesn't
0: mean, oh, I'm going to start shooting people. No, it doesn't. I'm be just... Being an assassin.
1: Yeah, I'm just agreeing with your point that like, well, his childhood was not like most of the people around him.
0: So unassuming is the word i was thinking of he's okay, very unassuming sure. he's he's yeah, just he not a guy that you'd like think much of honestly
1: when, uh if i were on a new york subway he's not the first person i'd be concerned which, about
0: which makes a perfect assassin
1: absolutely That's exactly
0: yeah. what you want yeah. so n- since then there have been all kinds of what like there's been programs one of the coolest ones you can watch is um is it darren brown look that up real quick he's a hypnotist He's very famous. He's a British hypnotist. And he did a whole show because, okay, the overall story of what we just described is what people refer to as a Manchurian candidate mm-hmm. after the movie first with Frank Sinatra. Then who is the, who's, was, there's was a more recent remake of it with, um,
1: Oh man. Yeah. What's his I name? I going to say Morgan Freeman. No, it's <laughs> just what I want to say. The other when guy. The movie came out.
0: Um, what's his name? Uh, Anyway, Matt Damon, Matt Damon. <laughs> um, the
1: idea is Denzel Washington, Denzel, Denzel. Ah, that's not why I said, word. yeah,
0: <laughs> that's why I said that. <laughs> oh, you look bad. <laughs> I White. know you didn't mean that. Street. Uh, it was a great, great cast, but great, great cast. It's not a great movie. Uh, honestly, it's okay. But the idea is that, yeah, that he was this, un- like, just didn't even know what he did and he, you know, killed. And so to me, some, you know, we, we have to take it just a bird's eye look at things and that's how I process things. A lot of times I just think in big picture, and maybe that's why I'm interested in conspiracy theories because um, sometimes I just look at it from the outside. Like I said, on the last podcast, and just go "Well, you obviously just shot him just like you did his brother. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, you didn't poison him. You didn't run his car off a cliff shot him on camera, on video, right in front of everybody. So it's yeah. no questions asked, crazy
1: guy shot him, end of story. Do you think maybe there's a guy that botched the Kennedy assassination? Excuse me, the, the Kennedy assassination? Like he was the point man for all of it. He's talking to LBJ or whoever is putting him up to it. And he's like, guys, don't worry, I'll handle it. And then a couple weeks later, he's like, "Pooh, sorry, that was a mess. We're getting a lot of questions, negative feedback on that one. Not <laughs> a lot of bad reviews. So then a couple years later, they're like, same guy. You gotta you're get saying? rid of Robert. And that uh, same guy comes up. He's like, guys, I got it. I learned mistakes from the last. I've got mistakes all mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a chance to redeem myself. <laughs> <laughs> this thing spins out of control. And he's like, ah, God,
0: well, two out of three. I hate to laugh about it. Cause it's like at the end of the day, yes, we're talking about people who were killed and it's, you know, Yes, they were humans and I get that, but it's also some of it is the absurdity of the situation. And but even I think two, three years ago, maybe two years ago, so Bobby Kennedy, the Vax guy, mm-hmm. um, who is Robert Kennedy's son. I believe so, Direct yeah. son, he went and met with Sirhan and they uh spoke for hours. I think three, four hours straight. Um, and he came out of that meeting and he's to this now that's what he's doing. He's petitioning to reopen the investigation because he says he does not believe that Sirhan killed his dad. And he thinks that there were more people involved and there was a cover up and that he wants to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Good luck. But, um, that, that's, I mean, thats the son, you know, the son of the Senator.
1: Sure. Yeah. It's the son. And yeah, kind of like we touched on before, uh, this, this guy, Schrade, Paul Schrade, who's uh, yep. auto workers union who was, was standing on. He was also him. shot. Yeah, he's standing on the pulpit with Robert Kennedy during the acceptance celebration speech. They walk off the stage together, go into the pantry, and yes, Robert Kennedy gets killed. This guy also gets shot in the head. He survives, miraculously, but... For a long time, too. um, Goes on to be an advocate for Sirhan Sirhan, which is pretty wild.
0: And there's more strange to it. One of the strangest details that... Big picture I saw in it. You can look up his name. Look up the original director of Manchurian Candidate*. It's John Frankenheimer, I think. So when I learned this, I researched it years ago when I was writing the song, that I just could not believe. Like, it's all like, just, I don't know. It's just circumstantial or it's just not, it's not like a, a direct smoking gun, but it's so wild yeah. that you just it's it goes back to like when we talk about the simulation yes, hypothesis yes. and i'm saying it's just lazy writing in the simulation <laughs> it's like when princess die had to die or when bernie Madoff made off with all your money yeah, and then right. this guy Was, he's the director of the manchurian candidate uh, uh, anthony Weiner
1: had an yeah uh, he just couldn't scandal- keep his wiener <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah.
0: It's like, it's lazy writing in the simulation. I think it's just when the CPU is just like gets bogged down. It's like a bottleneck and it's just like glitches for a second.
1: Path of least like, resistance. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, we got too much, too much data right now. Just throw, do do something stupid, you know? And then, <laughs> you know, most people don't notice it. Uh, I think that, so it was it Frankenheimer. Frankenheimer. Yeah. So he's the original director of the Manchurian candidate with uh, Frank Sinatra. And he's also good friends with the Ken- Kennedys. Yeah, And so the day of the assassination, Kennedy, Robert is at his house in California and like all day there. Yeah. Like they've been there for a while and they've been there all day. They're good friends. They're hanging out all day. And Kennedy almost didn't go to the acceptance speech because he was tired. And John, the director of the Manchurian candidate was the one who talked him into going to the acceptance speech. Mm. And so in that room, it's just too too weird to say, like, you're telling me that he got shot by a Manchurian candidate while well, he's standing next to the guy that directed the Manchurian candidate? Yeah. What is going on? I mean, what are the odds? Not. Now, I'm not implicating that John Frankenheimer no, or no, anything I don't to do you with it.
1: i saying that. I just hear what you're saying as far just, as like lazy writing on the part of the simulation. Yeah. Like, you're kidding me? The guy that directed the Manchurian candidate is the one that just by chance goes. Hey, thanks for coming over. Really think you should get moving on to that acceptance Get to speech. that. Uh, make sure you make it to the ambassador
0: tonight by eight o'clock. We really need you there by eight o'clock. <laughs> yes. um, and there's also, there's somebody else, I can't remember who it was, uh, who was in the room that uh, was CIA. I, I'd have to look it up. It's 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 escaping me, but... I mean, he was the, this, he was the MK ultra guy. Like that's what he was doing for the CIA. He's like in the room. He's in there. What was his name?
1: Photos of him and a couple other CIA operatives. I don't see his name in front of me, but I just noticed that as I'm glancing through the Wikipedia. And
0: not to say that they couldn't go to the the acceptance speech, but you do have to, like if I am investigating this, those are the first people I would pull aside and say, what were you doing there?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Why why were you in the room? Who were you there with? Mm -hmm. Like what, why, you know, do you even live in California? Like, why are you here? Yeah. Um, I think they did because they're all working with Jolly West at UCLA. And so they just happened to be parties there. there, Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think that there's a lots of speculation. I mean, who knows exactly what happened? There's been all kinds of recreations of Sirhan. I don't know if we, do we even say the whole story? So he sees the woman in the, yeah, she's polka dot dress. There were also people that saw witnesses that saw, um, that woman leaving with somebody else. Yeah and weird things like running out the back of the building saying, we just did it. We did it. And she did yeah. so like, did what really? Like, we killed the Yeah, pro- Can we, we, we get in that first bit? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because that was something that really struck me. There are a couple things about it. One is, uh, the woman that's on national, like the first, the first time America hears about the woman in the post. Polk- that's that's polk- polk- yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was campaign. Serrano day, is her she? last name. Sandra Serrano. Yeah. She's like a, she's one of the campaign workers. And, the uh the shooting happens you know she's kind of caught up in the chaos lots of people running around she tells someone that she saw a woman in a polka dot dress running out the fire escape like kind of gleefully saying yeah. we shot kennedy we shot kennedy like they're yeah. excited
0: with another man too
1: with yeah, yeah. a couple of she said mexican american men is what she said cubans first well I don't know. Later on, she said just not Caucasian, but initially it was Mexican-American. So the, the person she tells this to says, come with me. Well, let's go tell law enforcement. Well, again, lots of people running around, chaos. Somehow she gets grabbed by a news reporter on her way to go talk to the authorities. They stick a mic in her face. And that's when you get this account that we can YouTube now of her going, I was out on the backfire escape getting some air. I hear this woman comes through in a polka dot dress. She's excited. She's saying, we shot him. We shot him. I say, who? She says, Kennedy. We shot him. And then I go into the ballroom. There's chaos. Pretty much we get here. Now, are you familiar with this police interview she had I mean, with, in just days of this.
0: I think so, where they're trying to talk her
1: out of it. It's like a heavy interrogation. Yeah. Um, they it, keep
0: telling her, like, no, you didn't see that. That's not what you saw. Yeah, and she's yeah. kind of like, no, I, I think that's what yeah. I saw. And you know?
1: eventually they wear her down to the point where she signs their statement that, you know, is like, no, nah, no. Nah, okay, fine. I, I didn't see that. Um, but to this day, she still goes on and says, yeah, they pressured me into it, which... I wouldn't believe, except for the fact that there's audio recording of this. Does she clearly said something Again, I keep wanting to call it an interrogation, but it's not an interrogation. She's not a suspect. She's a witness. Yeah. And, you know, I think of myself as a, she's 20 years old at the time. Imagine you're a 20 year old female in the sixties. So it's even more of a like, you know, male driven world. You're talking to a detective. So an authority figure who's probably 10, 15 years older than you, um, about a very important case, right? You're. Yeah. You're well, there, you want to Even help. in light
0: of JFK. It's a murder. Not, like, you know, that president was killed. Yeah. His brother just got shot. Yeah. And you better get your story right. Yeah. Or you're so in trouble.
1: She thinks she's just helping out. She tells him the same story we just went over. And you're right. You listen to this recording and this detective is just wearing her down over time and going, no, nah, no, nah, that's not what happened. We both know what's happened. Saying crazy stuff like, you know, for all we know, Robert Kennedy's in here right now in spirit watching you lie to us. Oh. And just listening to it the first time, I thought this sounds like an interrogation when she's just you know on her own volition here giving an account of what she saw really crazy thing is to listen that and juxtapose it, listen to that and then juxtapose it to um thane caesar's interrogation or his interview mm-hmm. um <laughs> police <laughs> well we didn't even <laughs> talk about who he's, yeah, t- yeah. T- t- tell them who that who sorry yeah so I don't tell know about caesar yeah. so uh thane caesar is the security guard who's full-time he's a plumber he's just part-time gig doing security at the Mm. hotel for this event. He happens to be the one walking Robert Kennedy off the stage onto the press conference. So he's standing right next to Robert Kennedy when they go into the kitchen, the pantry Um, shots fired, presumably from Sirhan Sirhan from Caesar's own account. He has a hold of Robert Kennedy's elbow, pulls him to the ground. So basically like Robert Kennedy falls on top of him and um, there's speculation that he's the second gunman and all Yeah, this. that he
0: yeah. he was even accidentally yeah. discharged his gun as he's pulling sure, it out yeah. And, and yeah, he's hearing he shots fired He's it. a
1: security guard and um so yeah, I mean there there's a lot to that. I mean a lot of people believe that. I believe Robert Kennedy Jr. That's his mm-hmm. take, is he thinks that it was Caesar that did it. Um, but anyway, as it pertains to Serrano's interview with the detective. I listened to Caesar's interview not far after that. Mm. And that police officer's kind of like, hey Caesar, so did you shoot Kennedy? And Caesar's like, nah, man, I didn't do that. He's like, He's I like,
0: hated the guy, but I wouldn't exactly, shoot him. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, Fair enough. Have a good afternoon, Caesar. <laughs> I mean, it is way less intense. And this I, guy Yeah. yeah. It,
0: and I don't know if um wasn't there something with his gun went missing too?
1: Yeah. So uh they they go, well, you did have a gun, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And they were like, what model gun? I believe he said he had a different model of gun. It was a .22 that killed Robert Kennedy. Um, and it's a .22 that they found on Sirhan. Um, Caesar says he had a 38. And they go, well, do you still have that? And he's like, oh, man, I just sold it. <laughs> and still, they're like, fair enough. All have right. a good afternoon. <laughs> yeah. And so...
0: I mean, some people think to me, that doesn't make sense. Like, he, okay, maybe he accidentally shot Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was just like, if there was a conspiracy to kill Kennedy, I don't think that Caesar had anything to do with it. I, he might've I, just I, been an extra bullet going somewhere that was useful to the people that wanted it to happen. Yeah. Um, who is it that I heard somebody say, oh, it was uh somebody was describing a, a mob hit recently. He said, yeah, he slipped in the shower and fell on a couple of bullets. You know. <laughs> I don't mean to make light of it, but I thought it was a funny way to say it. It's like, yeah, yeah, maybe whoever was orchestrating this, if there was people orchestrating it, uh, some of these other people that get involved, they could have had nothing to do with it and still fired a gun in the scene. And it's like, you know, Caesar's just an idiot, but, you know.
1: that's not crazy that he pulled his gun and shots were fired amidst all this chaos. I think you bring, yeah, it's worth noting, yeah, this guy... Caesar was not a Kennedy fan and he was pretty transparent about it. Publicly. Which was not
0: what you would say if you were trying to hide the fact that you just accidentally exactly. shot the president.
1: Yeah. The yeah, it it really I mean, I'm no investigator. Nobody asked oh, we me. are except investigators for, <laughs> huh? except for my buddy Dante. Um but every interview and everything I hear from Caesar is like, you can dislike the guy and you may not like his views on, you know, social things or politics, but he's pretty upfront about like, like you said, no, I don't like him, but I didn't shoot him, you know? Um, and you're right. There are things that he admits to in some of his public, you know, accounts that you go, yeah, if I, if I had assassinated this Senator who was about to become president, I don't think I'd be blabbing about the fact that, yeah, I hate his politics and I think his brother is a communist and like yeah. all these crazy things that you go, you're just setting things up to where it sounds like you are the one. After- Unless he's a mastermind and he's playing 4D chess. Totally. And has yeah. us all. And that's why this polka dot dress woman doesn't seem like 4D chess to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because.
0: the Probably the most incredible witness that was. Uh, Not taken seriously and actually seems like they really distorted her. I mean, you're talking about like right after the incident and to not investigate those people, to not put out an FBI like woman in a polka dot dress. We need her now. Yeah. And I think they did find some woman, but it was like it didn't look anything like who she described. And it was like blonde hair, blue dress, no polka dots. It's like that's not who she was describing. There were you know hundreds, if not thousands of people there. It's, it's you know, it'd be hard to track them down, but to not even take that seriously just sounds like a cover-up.
1: It does. One thing that I uh, came across looking into this was, uh, I mean, you know, it's that idea of like a lot of these conspiracies can be explained by just, you know, people being lazy or incompetent or just having a bad memory or whatever. Um, the Kennedy campaign did not want the LAPD at this event because at the time I don't know if you guys heard or not but 60s were a bumpy ride for the LAPD in the public eye right? And the Democratic Party in general didn't want the Correct yeah you got Robert Kennedy who's a big uh, leader for civil rights Um, and yeah we'd had you know the LAPD had bad optics with the black community at that time Um, and so yeah uh, Ken- Kennedy's campaign says, we don't want LAPD there. You know, it doesn't look good for us to have you guys we with want us. Caesar. And yeah, you can hear some of the police officers that were on the LAPD at the time, you know, in interviews later on, they're like, yeah, we were kind of like, well, fine. We don't want to help you out then. <laughs> so they were not chomping at the bit to, you know, do to get to this yeah right i mean they were they were kind of like they didn't care too much maybe that
0: maybe some of that plays into the losing evidence thing where maybe it's not a maybe they just didn't like the kennedys yeah and then there's a lot of lapd that was just like you know what you guys weren't too nice to us now we're just gonna let this kind of fall apart
1: my brother and i were staying at a hotel recently and he was upset that they didn't take the trash out that it was on us to take the trash out so he threw our trash bag out the window (laughs) like take that. Maybe the LAPD was just throwing their trash off the balcony going like, we think you should have to pick it up. You know,
0: maybe. Yeah. So what exactly happened? Um, I I will say when I say there's a spectrum of conspiracy people, this is one that I think there's obviously a conspiracy. I I think that, uh, with both of these, with JFK, Again, I'm not in a position to say that I know what happened because most of the evidence was destroyed and lots of things have fallen through the cracks. And there's just been so much since then. And the people that could put these things to rest, uh, you know, just haven't over the years. They've refused to, or it's been, there's been all kinds of things that have happened. So it's it's, as as a consumer of media, it's very hard to say at this point, like what exactly happened, except... I just know that story, story is BS and I don't think that, uh, I think it's entirely possible that Sirhan Sirhan did go into some sort of trance and shoot Kennedy, but I do think there were more people involved. I think that the, uh, the it sounds so crazy, I get it, it's like MK Ultra sounds yeah, crazy, right. but it's like, this was a thing <laughs> and it was a very yeah. we'll do an episode on MK Ultra but this was a big program that they were running and their sole you know goal or purpose this was, was to ending. create yeah. something like what Sirhan did yeah. and uh was it Darren Brown was that who it was a hypnotist? Yes. So Darren Brown he he proves in that episode he goes through and he picks people and he shows as a hypnotist that There's some people are not here. We can do a test real quick. There's a test to see if you're susceptible to hypnotism. He did it on, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. But like, if you look up, like, look up, like at the ceiling, at the ceiling. Okay. And like, he would say, you probably are not that susceptible because he said you can see people's eyes like flutter a little bit when they look up. And for some reason, those people are more susceptible to it. But anyway, there's a lot of people, there's people that are very easily hypnotized. There's people that are virtually impossible to hypnotize. Um, And uh, he takes a group of people and basically recreates this exact scenario to create an assassin and has a guy do that. He trains him to use a gun. Woman with polka dot dress and everything to trigger him, and he uh, attempts to assassinate somebody like on stage in a theater, and then he brings him out of the trance, and the guy's like he has no idea what he just did. Mm-hmm. So, is that proof? um I think that there are people that whether have it's you, through drugs or yeah, you're gonna ask if I've been hypnotized. Yeah, I have not, but I've I've played gigs with hypnotists. Uh-huh. Yeah, the saddest thing you'll ever see is like a bad hypnotist bomb on stage <laughs> no, which i've seen not, working. not good
1: you probably see i mean i'm the type of guy that if that's happening and i'm one of the subjects i'll try and act hypnotized maybe that was what he was trying to do <laughs> um kokomo who at some point is going to have to get on here and talk ufo's he's been hypnotized does he did he actually go into it yeah and he says he says it's pretty weird cuz you you you're lucid you kind of know what's happening but you just don't care that you're doing what this guy told you to do. So mm. get, you'd have to ask him about it. Um,
0: I do. Th- I think it's a thing. I mean, yeah. Aaron Brown, he does it. He hypnotizes yeah. people to answer the question. Can you hypnotize somebody to do something that's against their morals that they would never normally do? The CIA would claim no, you can't do that. Why would we want to do that? But uh, Darren Brown and I think a lot of other hypnotists say, yeah, there are people on the planet who are very susceptible that, yes, you could get them to do something like that, and they would have very little if no memory of what they had just done.
1: Yeah. yeah, maybe. You've got that deep end of the conspiracy. Sirhan Sirhan was uh, hypnotized, MKUltra. And then the far other end. So we were talking last time about there's, Way over here, there are lizard people. What mouth breathing mouth breathing sheep? sheep is, <laughs> yeah.
0: You should get so, a shirt that says that mouth breathing sheep. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, Can we just refer to them as mouth breathers
1: from now on. I would like that very much. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. I just—it's just what I thought. Describes. My understanding is, and uh, the way I used it up until now, when I'm going to use it our way. Uh mouth breather is just someone you don't think of as very bright. Yeah, Somebody true. that just stands there. <laughs> you know, uh, Seinfeld, where Putty's sitting on the plane, just staring at the seat in front of him? Yeah. <laughs> putty, putty is a mouth breather, just, yeah. Yeah, you're just going to stare at that seat in front of you? Yeah, That's right. <laughs> so the other end of this, the counter to this story, is uh, The Killing of Robert F. Kennedy. Is a book by Dan Muldea, who set out to prove exactly what you're saying. Like he was certain that Caesar was the guy. Well, he wasn't proving what you're saying, but he was certain that it was a conspiracy. He was for sure that he was going to be able to lock down Caesar Thane or Thane Caesar, excuse me, as the second gunman. And by lockdown, I mean, uh, as molde is a writer that has a record of getting mobsters to, uh, to, you know, admit to crimes they had done. Right. So he's thinking like he goes and sells to his publisher, Mm-hmm. The the whole selling point of this book is I'm going to get the second gunman to admit that they did this. Um, by the end of the book, he's talked himself out of it. He's like, I don't think that guy did it. Meaning uh, Caesar, though. He means Caesar. But by the end of the book, he's he's worked himself back to like... He thinks Sirhan did it. I think it. Sirhan did it. And I think maybe... I,
0: I don't it. disagree. I think that Sirhan did it. I uh, think Sirhan knows he did it. I think that he was... MK Ultra. I think that there's more to the Sirhan story, like that we don't have time to get into. But like there were events that happened leading up to it. He was. um, We didn't even get to talk about the horse track. The horse track, and he was out at the gun range, just uh, hanging out with a bunch of NRA people. And he doesn't. Every time he explains things, explains these things, it's like he almost doesn't know why he was doing it. Yeah. He just explains it in the exact way that you would expect an MK Ultra. (laughs) operative to explain it. Why are you sharpening that knife? I don't know. I just feel like I should sharpen this knife. Why are you out at the gun range today? I just felt like working on target practicing. Why?
1: You're right. Because even when he gives his account of that day, I think like, what a leisurely day. You went to the gun range and then you went and had some drinks at a At this campaign party, like, yeah, maybe
0: it's because I have five kids. But my God, if I had time to just wander around and do that stuff, yeah. I guess
1: if you're twenty, I don't know. Yeah, you're just walking around, shoot your gun a little bit, and then it's an odd day. Yeah, like
0: Uh, everything before the assassination is an odd day. Yeah, it's like
1: (laughs) the assassination is also Uh, assassination is pretty odd, unusual,
0: unusual, uh, a departure from normative behavior would be the best way to describe it. But I think that, um, yeah, I, I think something was there. I don't know if we'll ever, you know, like you said, his own son's, uh, pushing for re- reinvestigation. I don't think you're ever going to get it no. because uh, the only way you're ever going to get it. I mean, th- even today on Rogan, again, he had, uh, Mike Baker is a CIA oh, guy. Yeah. He's had on quite a few times. And they were talking about Tucker's piece and they were talking about, you know, uh, and Mike's thing was, uh, even tucker thing his thing was it's he's quoting an anonymous source and he did say like look if you're an anonymous source in the cia it's been 60 years come out say something mm-hmm. you know and he's he, mike is skeptical he's like yeah I, I don't i don't think so but um i think unless those people do come out and say something we all have to remain pretty agnostic and just in this place where it's like i know that's not the story but i don't know the story because we don't have the near enough information to be able to say, I know what happened. Right. I mean, it's weird.
1: Yeah. As a conspiracy dad, I think it's kind of like when you ask your kid what they've been up to and you know that it's not something they should have been doing, but you can't say for certain what it is. You just know that they're guilty. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, what are we going to talk about next?
1: MK ultra comes to mind.
0: Um, now, we we might have a guest come on for that. Oh, great. We released last week and my buddy Barrett uh, <laughs> turns out to be a big, uh, into conspiracies too. And he's also a fantastic musician. We never really explained that for people that don't know us, but we're musicians. We're in a band called Dante and the Bird Dogs. We played a band called Dante and the Hawks. We played in lots of groups and a lot of my musician friends are also interested in these topics. Barrett being one of them. And he had read chaos and was a big fan of that book. So I thought it'd be cool. Maybe we'll do on the next one. Let's talk about chaos MK ultra, maybe get into a little bit about Manson and, um, yeah, there's, I'll be, I'll be interested to hear what he has to say. And there's a lot, there's, there's just so many, I mean, aside from the the Tom uh, O'Neill book, that kind of Gets into the Laurel Canyon scene. Oh, yeah. I that I gonna, turned you on to. Yeah, yeah. And it's a whole, it's like people coming to the same conclusion, but from totally different, they don't think they're even connected to each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. And uh, Charles Manson being kind of at the middle of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that he was MK Ultra too. And yeah. he maybe just like they were testing things, but.
1: And you talk about a couple of people that society's not going to really care if they go missing for yeah. time. And, really not going to be upset if you lock him up for a while. I mean, now Manson is not like Sirhan. Sirhan in that he's got the crazy eyes and, you know, he is one you would notice on a subway. But um, he's
0: the guy that you would be using as a beta test. Yeah. Sirhan's the guy that you would actually you implement little, in the field.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Right.
0: And that's that makes sense because you would always beta test on people that could easily be he discredited yeah, yeah. for many other reasons. Sure. And then the guy that you'd use for the actual uh plot or whatever, he'd have to be, um he'd have to not have raised any red flags up until that point, you know, because right. you yeah. never know. Yeah,
1: there's no way Manson is just strolling into the back of the kitchen at that campaign yeah, party. I think people, people are going to be like, well, you'd have the family
0: with them. So you'd have all these naked hippies <laughs> and women walking <laughs> All right, that's enough for this uh, episode of uh, Conspiracy Dad. Thank you for watching. Uh, If you'll do the uh, subscribe thing and the like, follow, everything on the social media accounts, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys next week. So thank you, Dave.
1: Thank you.